Hello? 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 Hey, quiet! It's him again! The Mona! Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, December to December, a month long special. I'm doing Christmas horrors for the whole month of December. So first up, I'm starting with the very first holiday horror. Yes, I know I said it was Halloween, but for the first time in ages, I was wrong. It was actually Black Christmas. Starring on Livia Cardley, Margot Kidder and John Saxon playing, as always, a policeman. Directed by Bob Clark. As I said earlier, some say this movie and Texas Channel are the first stalker slasher movies, way before Halloween. However, I say What About Psycho and Peeping Tom, both from 1960. However, in saying that, Peeping Tom is barely watchable. I mean, it's about a guy who's obsessed with taking pictures of the face of death. Hmm. Barely watchable and utter garbage to be honest, stick with Psycho. <laughs> it's onto Black Christmas itself, 1974's Black Christmas, that's not the terrible remake, but the 1974 Black Christmas. The movie opens up much like 1978's Halloween, and I wonder if Carpenter was influenced by this. Hmm. But anyway, we see a pre-Spinman Marco Kidder, Kidder rather, playing the ever-drunk Barb Meta. Hmm. <laughs> Also, while I'm on Ever Drunks, how about Mrs. Mac, who was supposed to be played by Bette Davis, but she turned it down. And we're on to the killer, Billy, who we never see, always see, is his hands and an eyeball, weirdly. Much to the annoyance of the writer, uh, who wanted to show the killer, but Bob Hart vetoed that and said, no, it'll be a much more scarier movie, creepier movie, if you never saw the killer's face. And onto the phone calls himself. I love the fact that Barb calls her own mother a gold-plated whore uh, while on the phone with her after she blows her off about her Christmas plans. No wonder Barbara drinks. Hmm. Interesting little fact for you. The actor is the female player. But he still has that fur coat, which is a real fur coat. But it was the 70s after all. Hmm. Onto the phone calls himself. Yeah, crank calls how very 80s and 90s. Nowadays, we just piss off everyone on Twitter and Facebook and etc etc. Or use apps like Grinder, Tinder, just to get our rocks off. Ah, simple times. <laughs> the voice on the phone, speaking of the current calls, the voice on the phone was actually Bob Clark and an unnamed, unnamed female ads. actress. Rather. One thing I didn't get about the phone calls is how could they not hear the, f the calls coming from up the stairs? Hmm, very suspicious to me. Oh yes, I should mention that originally the studio wanted to call this movie Silent Night Evil Night because Black Christmas sounded a bit like a black exploitation flick, but Bob Clark kept the name um, Black Christmas and refused to change the title. Although apparently the, it was changed when it was first aired on TV, but it was ultimately pulled. Hmm, interesting. Anyway, moving on. To me, the Phone calls sound like Regan, an exorcist getting splashed with holy water. 
Honest to God. The swearing was unscripted and often done off the cuff by Clark, so the reactions from the actresses are real. Box or not, anyway. I would love to have this on a t-shirt. Merry Christmas, I want to lick your pretty pink cunt from Billy. Kisses. Barb quickly puts, quote, super tongue as they coined him in his place when she takes the phone from Olivia Hussey's Jess until she, he says he's going to kill her. Which makes me wonder, are there two different people? Is one person on the phone calls with the other person actually doing killing? Hmm. The other thing to have on a t-shirt is, quote, professional virgin. <laughs> anyway, on to the killings. Poor Claire is killed in the worst possible way, one of them anyway, by placing a plastic bag over her head and face and strangled to death or choked to death, then quickly placed in the attic in the rocker as the poster shows. I've got to love the old lush Mrs. Mac, the functioning alcoholic hiding the booze all around the house. It was very 70s that. However, hiding a bottle in the loo is just disgusting. Most of the snow in this movie is actually fake, even though this was filmed in Canada in early 74. The snow just wasn't what Bob Clark wanted or hoped for, so he faked it with foam, some sort of foam. Hmm. Is it me or is Claire's dad just a tad prudish and protective? I mean, Claire is what, in her 20s? And he's being shocked by the, the posters and the, the drinking and such. Isn't that the whole point of going to university? <laughs> it's expanding your horizons. <laughs> I guess i got to love the fat guy with the fro dressed as Santa going, ho ho ho, fuck! Just my fuel around Christmas. Hey, I'm doing anti. Anti-Christmas horrors, for fuck's sake. <laughs> anyway, got to love the post-hippie vibe of the house, especially Claire's room, as I said. I thought if this was a, a, up yours to her daddy, and uh, she has the hat, well, the naked piece poster on her wall. Hmm. Uh, Carly, who I only know from 2001 as Dave, which, by the way, is one of the most arty-farty movies I've ever saw and could be cut by at least 40 minutes and it still wouldn't make bloody any sense. Utterly shit movie. <laughs> uh, playing the unhinged boyfriend of Jess Peter, Peter Smiley. Mm, the most unsmilest smiley you've ever heard. The only thing I do love about Black Christmas is that Bob Clark made a Christmas movie about abortion. I mean, that is just deliciously evil. The scene after Jess tells Peter she doesn't want uh, to keep the kid um, because she's pregnant makes me think that Super Tongue and the killer are two different people, as it says. Or is it the same person with multiple personalities? Hmm. And also, one thing I don't know about the movie, was Margot Kidder, Kidder actually drinking on the set because she looks sloshed all the way through the bloody thing? <laughs> oh yes. And I should say, Kelly like, Lee wasn't Supposed to, well, it was actually second pick for Peter. It's supposed to go to Malcolm McDowell, but he turned it down. I wonder if that's why Kerr's got that ridiculous Malcolm McDowell 70s haircut he's got and the way he acts. Hmm. The one thing I do find annoying about this movie is it goes all over the place. It starts with Super Tongue, then it goes on to Missing Claire, to a missing 13 year old where we first meet John Saxon, the forever policeman and karate master. Hmm. 
And then back to the house again, where drunk Bob goes absolute apeshit at Claire's dad. Hmm. Pick a plotline and stick with the bloody thing. Next then it shows you Peter smashing up the piano. Hmm. Is this a sign to think to come? Or is this just because he's a highly strong artiste, as Jess calls it? Although in saying that, I suppose him smashing up piano sets up the fact that he has a temper and he's slightly unhinged. But as I mentioned, the police, is it me or is this police force the most incompetent police force ever? I mean, my god, the, the sergeant, death sergeant, has no idea what Felicia was? I mean, come on, mm. he must be in his, what, 30s, 40s? Anyway, back to the movie itself. The search party scenes, search party scenes rather, uh, was shot at midnight in 10 degree temperatures, so none of the actors were happy with that one. Also, well, on this search party, why is Mr. Harrison looking for a 13 year old girl, which is implied that Super Tongue killed her, and a townie which was raped a week earlier? Or is Arkitus Barpus, you can't rape a townie? <laughs> Yes, I say useless police force because they do nothing about this this rape or the fact that the kid goes missing. I mean, the kid's mother has to literally force John Saxon into taking the case. Oh, wait, wait a minute. That's it. So it cuts back to the house. Uh, did quote Billy or did Peter kill Mrs. Mack? Because after all, the next time we see him, he's coming down the stairs. Hmm, rather suspiciously there. After taking a nap while waiting for Jess to return? Yeah, right. That's just not suspicious. So is Peter super tongue? Is Peter the little girl's killer? Is Peter just upset, 20-something, annoyed at the fact his girlfriend won't even listen to him about keeping the kid? Or is he just playing bug nuts crazy? Although, in saying that, when they do discuss it, Peter is stuck in the sexist view of you'll get married and you'll be a prissy little housewife. Mmm, how very silly. As I said earlier, the incompetent police force. No wonder serial killers got away with stuff like this in the 60s and 70s. That's really useless. Back to the phone calls. Okay, then why does it take 10 minutes to trace the phone calls? I know it's with some of these technology, but come on. Mind you, rotary phones did take forever to dial. Rotary phones, for my younger listeners, were telephones that had a rotary dial, no buttons, and you had to wait for the dial to go all the way around before dialing the next number which was such a pain in a bloody arse. As I should mention, Billy, the POV shots were done by the poor Cameron, who had to have the camera attached to his back as Steadicam wasn't yet invented. And I believe the first movie to use Steadicam was Halloween. But the one thing that really bugged me about this movie also was a 13-year-old girl is killed in the park, yet they let a choir go out on, at night on themselves. Hmm, with about, what? seven or so in 13, 14 year olds. Yeah, well done this time. The thing I don't like about this movie is the whole tracing a phone call bit drags. I mean, this thing drags on and on and on and on. The other thing that slightly bugs about this was there's a killer as a rapist running around and the back door to the house is the only door that's locked in the sorority house. Uh, no wonder these girls were picked. Haven't they never heard of the Code Killer or the Zodiac Killer or any of the killers in the States in the 60s and 70s? I mean, come on, the Manson family. Jesus criminals. And they had none of these doors were locked. 
yeah, hmm. Ah yes, on to the ending, where we finally reveal the killer is in the house, an urban legend about the killer and the visitor. Also a 78 movie, starring Kathleen Beller, Are You Alone in the House? Or When a Stranger Calls from 1979, starring Carol Kane. I guess the 70s were big into the stalking slash local movies. Mm. However, was this the first one to do so? Again, totally incompetent police force. Putting the fear of death into the final girl, Jess. Speaking of final girl, was Jess one of the first? I know Tish Chainsaw came out the same year, but was she and... I'm sorry, I can't remember. Were these two the first final girls? Bedford Police, totally new... Oh, yeah, well, I think Bedford. Isn't that the same town it's in? Is one of my life? Another Christmas favourite of people. For some strange reason, as I saw this a few years back, and I don't get it, it is bloody boring. An utterly useless movie. Ah, the ending, where Peter breaks in. Is he Billy? Quote Billy, or not? If not, why did he not try the front door? Why did he break in and put the fear of God into poor Jess? Again, utterly useless police force. Uh, they didn't even search the house right, otherwise they would have found Claire and Mrs. Mark in the attic. Along with... Floyd the cat, I'm guessing. Oh yes, one more other thing, <clears throat> which I forgot to mention earlier, was when Barb gets killed, she used a glass unicorn statue. Would that even actually kill somebody? I mean, my granny had all these glass statuettes and they were very fragile and easily broken. Hmm. I don't know. Oh yes, also she was attacked and killed her boyfriend. So why did they put Jess out? Uh, was this a 70s thing? I have no idea. And also, why Mr. Harris faint just to leave Jess all alone in the house with, with quote, Billy? Hmm. Why did the police strip the bed? Hello, DNA on the covers and maybe body fingerprints? I just don't get 70s techniques. So that was Black Christmas, the first holiday horror, and some say slasher. A slow, slightly dull 70s thriller with no clue who the actual killer is and why no sequel. Hmm. However, uh, utterly uselessly garbage cheese tastic 2006 remake. I mean, sequels were huge in the 80s, so why no sequel? And it's not like Bob Clark didn't do sequels. Hello, he done Porky's and Porky's 2, and he done a sequel to his other. Christmas movie, uh, Christmas Story, uh, which I believe nobody watched the sequel that is. Um, so anyway, that wraps it up. So don't forget, to, oops, I should give this a rating, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll give this, what, 5, maybe 6 out of 10. Um, the genesis of Slasher movies right here. So that wraps it up. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me at Here's Johnny's Reviews at email.com dot com with suggestions of movies you think I should do next. Also, don't forget to tune in for next week's festive horror, the cheese tastic Savannah Delight Two. Bye. Agnes, it's me, Billy.